What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Vegan podcast. My name is Kristen Pound, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm super, super, super glad you're tuning in. I love when you guys listen to this podcast, so I'm not going to lie, I'm super tempted to do this podcast like ASMR style right now. I've been listening to ASMR to try to help me go to sleep at night because I'm really bad at sleeping. And so I just really like want to speak into this microphone like ASMR style. I actually think I can set it up to do like left ear, right ear. So if you guys like whispering and want me to do a podcast episode ASMR style, let me know because I would love to. Sounds really fun. I don't know what I would talk about, but I like whispering and I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, I that's pretty much how I want to do this whole episode. Whispering into a microphone and then hearing it in headphones is just so satisfying. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. This is about going vegan, how to go vegan. But ASMR just got me super sidetracked. But anyway, what up, guys? <laughs> I'm super glad you're tuning in. Like I said, today's episode is a highly, highly, highly requested episode that has taken me a hot minute to make. And I don't know why. I actually have a YouTube video out on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel that is titled the same thing, like Vegan Pantry and Fridge Essentials. And it's a popular video of mine. I think a lot of people, when they're first going vegan, they're wondering what they're going to eat and if they're going to be making recipes that require specific ingredients that they may not have used before. So this is just so helpful to kind of have like a grocery list that you can take with you shopping. So that's what this episode is going to be about. And we'll dive into that in a minute. But yeah, I hope you guys I hope you guys have been doing well. I I'm really trying to stick with the schedule, the routine of doing the podcast um two times a month. So this episode was supposed to be titled What's the Deal with Eggs? I'm really wanting to get another out in my series called What's the Deal with? The first one I did was called What's the Deal with Palm Oil where I dove like headfirst into all things palm oil. So if you're interested in that, which a lot of people who are vegan are, then go listen to that episode. It was a couple of episodes ago. And I'm going to do a series called What's the Deal With? where I kind of dive into these kind of like iffy areas or questionable areas for some vegans who aren't aware if they should be consuming something or not. So I was going to do an episode titled What's the Deal with Eggs? I was excited to get it out, but research for those episodes just takes a really long time. And like I've said before, I could get an episode out for you guys, but I really want to make sure that it's like really well researched and really well thought through and put together and that I've just taken enough time to do it correctly. And it just hasn't, I just haven't had enough time to do it. And so I'm going to take a couple more weeks and in two more weeks after this one comes out, the next episode should be titled, what's the deal with eggs. So if you're interested in like, why can't I eat backyard eggs or why are eggs really so bad for me or are eggs really that bad for the chickens? Then we're going to touch on all that in that episode. So if you have any ideas for a what's the deal with series episode, then let me know. I have a whole long list of them. I'm really excited to start doing more of them. But this week we're going to be talking about vegan fridge and pantry essentials. And I'm really excited because like I said, people request this all the time. Like, Hey, I just went vegan. What should I get? Like, what do I need to go to the grocery store and buy? So that's what this episode is going to be all about. And I'm really excited about it. If you guys aren't aware yet, I have a brand new Instagram account for this podcast. It's just how to vegan podcast. So if you haven't yet go give that little account a follow. And if you're listening to this episode, whatever device you're listening on, well, 
I guess, whatever device you can take a screenshot on. Take a screenshot of you listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and then share that screenshot in your stories and tag How to Vegan Podcast and Kristen Pound if you want to. It's Kristen.Pound. Most look, mostly though, looking for the How to Vegan Podcast tag. And then I'll repost it on my story. I'm slowly trying to grow, grow that, um, account. I just barely started it. I should have started it right when I started the podcast, but your girl was busy. So I am now kind of like talking about the podcast there, releasing episodes and trying to build a community there. So I'd love if you would come find me and give me a little follow. That would be great because I love connecting with you guys. And I think Instagram's a really, really awesome way. Like mo- I get so many people that come over from Spotify. They're like, I found your podcast on Spotify. I'm really excited about it. And want to connect that way. So slide into my DMs if you want to and uh, share, share this podcast with people. So like I said earlier, if I did say it earlier, there's going to be a freebie for this episode. So it's the exact grocery list that I'm going to be like going through is available on my website for free. So if you go to kristenpound.com, it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-P-O-U-N-D.com and click on free stuff. You just scroll down for a couple scrolls and then you'll see vegan pantry and fridge essentials. And then you just type in your email address and it'll get emailed straight to you. And then you can actually like print it out or keep it on your device, the exact list that I am giving you. So if you're someone like me and likes organization, it's broken up into like produce and pantry and frozen and fresh or fridge, something like that. Um, So if you want that, then go to my website, click on free stuff. I'll also have a link in the show notes. So if you want that, then click on that and you can get a free copy of a little shopping list and you can bring with you and make sure you get everything that I recommend in this episode, completely free, emailed straight to your inbox. How convenient. So if this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan podcast, then make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform or following or whatever it's called on that specific platform. I'm on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, where, yes, all of the unedited video versions live. And if you just need a jumping off point and can't remember where to go, just head on over to my website, kristinpound.com, and click on the podcast tab, and you'll find everything that you need there, including the free PDF download that goes with this episode. So you'll just find each episode there and then all the show notes, any links to anything that I mentioned will be there. So if you just need someplace to go to find all the information, find the links to listen to it on all the listening platforms, the YouTube video is embedded in the actual like blog post. So my website is a great place to just kind of go find everything. I have all my recipes on there and I have a $5 healthy vegan starter kit. So just kind of like a good place to go kind of find everything that you're looking for. So if you're if you're looking for anything I kind of mentioned in this episode or the freebie or anything like that, just type in kristenpound.com forward slash podcast and the newest episode will be this one and you can scroll through the other ones and kind of see if there's anything else that you want to check out if you haven't yet. And if you'd like to support the podcast for free, then click on the Amazon link in the description or show notes. And anytime you shop on Amazon, using that link, they'll kick me back like a small little percentage of whatever you buy. And if you really love the podcast, then please, please, please head on over to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, whatever you're using, um, and leave a little rating and review. If you're on Spotify, please make sure you're following. And don't forget to share this episode with any of your peeps who might be interested in the info that I put together for you today. 
go ahead, share that vegan love. It feels good. And like I always say, the ripple effect is real. Starts small, starts with one person. You affect five people. Each one of those five people affects five people. And it's just that ripple effect. And it's real. So don't think that you can't make a difference because you can. Alrighty, now let's get into today's episode. Vegan pantry and fridge essentials. So I'm pretty much just essentially going to go through this list. It's like essential, like a, like a grocery list. And I'm going to kind of walk you through what I have on the list and why I have it on the list, what I use it for. I'm not going to be like going into super deep, deep depth on every single one of these because this episode would be way too long. And some of them are kind of self-explanatory, but some of the stuff is like a little bit more rare. And I just kind of want to walk you through this will get you, this will give you a good idea of like what I kind of eat throughout my week too. So if you're interested in that, I also have a podcast episode called like, what do vegans eat? Um, and you can go listen to that too. But I just, I just wanted to give you guys a grocery list that you can download and print. And I just wanted to go through it with you in case you have any questions about anything at all. So let's just dive right in. Okay. So let's just start with produce because this is the most important. You want to load your cart up with as much fresh fruit and veggies as possible. And I know it kind of depends on where you live and the access you have to that kind of stuff, but that's that's really what's going to fuel your body the best and make you feel really, really good. Another thing is that before I kind of start is that you need to make sure that you're finding out what works for you. Every single person is completely different. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not... Um, a nutritionist. I am a certified health coach, but you need to make sure that you're experimenting and finding out what works for you because what works for you might not work for me. Every single person is so different and you just need to find what you like to eat and what makes your body feel the best. So keep that in mind as I'm kind of going through this list too. You don't have to get everything on here if you're like, ugh. I fucking hate zucchini, then don't get zucchini. You can add, there's room to kind of add and write and all that stuff. So print this list off and kind of make it your own. Okay, so the first thing in produce I have is bananas. That's like every week I get like two bunches of bananas. One of them I freeze and I use those for like smoothies and uh, nice cream. And I just put out a matcha nice cream video on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel. And oh my God, it's so good. So if you're interested in, to, in like banana nice cream, that matcha one is so good. So, and then I keep like the other bunch fresh and out um, and or raw, I guess that's what it's called. And I use those in like top for topping oatmeal um, or putting on like toast with peanut butter or just eating by themselves. So bananas, I love bananas. I get them every single week and use every single one of them. Potatoes and sweet potatoes. These are another huge staple. They're inexpensive and you can use them for such a wide variety of things. Usually I'll chop them up or cut them up into like fries wedges and pop them in my air fryer and make really quick, healthy, oil-free fries. You can also do it in your oven if you don't have an air fryer. Or you can make hash browns with them. You can make mashed potatoes. They're nice and hearty. Add them to soups. Add them to like nourish bowls or Buddha bowls or whatever you want to call them. There's so many uses for potatoes and they're really, they're a really good source of energy and they're really inexpensive. And a lot of people are like afraid of carbs and potatoes and stuff. But if you're eating whole healthy foods, then you shouldn't yeah, white pasta is not a carb you're wanting to go for, but potatoes, if they make you feel good and give you good energy, then go for it. You don't need to be afraid of potatoes. They might be my favorite food. <laughs> I love them so much. And sweet potatoes as well. I've recently been into like the purple Japanese sweet potatoes. 
super good. Avocado is next on the list. I usually get like three to four avocados, two of them that are about ready, the other two that are like pretty green and I'll keep those in the fridge. And I, we, I use avocado every day. It's such a good source of like healthy fat, avocado toast, sushi, topping any kind of like bowl. I even top my like soup or pasta. I use avocado like ridiculously on anything pretty much. Um, You can even make desserts out of it. So avocado is something that's really, really good to have on hand if you like avocado. Lemons. I always have lemons more so than limes. I don't really ever buy limes unless I know I'm going to be making something that needs limes. Lemons, I always buy lemons. So I use them in my water in the morning. It just really helps get your digestion going and it's really good for your liver. And um, even though they're acidic, it kind of alkalizes your body. So I also use them in dressings. So I'll use like tahini, lemon juice, maple syrup, a little bit of salt or tahini or not tahini, um, tamari or soy sauce or something like that. Mix that up, maybe a little nutritional yeast, black pepper. Mm. So I use lemons a lot. I'll use them in the end of like making soup or any kind of dish to kind of like brighten it up. Lemons are crucial for me. Um, So yeah, apples or like any other kind of fresh seasonal local fruit, whatever is seasonal and local, I usually try to have those on hand. So in the summertime, I like to have like watermelon, other melons, fresh berries and all that kind of stuff. Right now, I've usually just been getting apples and kind of using those. However, however, eating them fresh, putting them in oatmeal, all that stuff. I usually get a zucchini just one a week because I can shred them up, shred it up and put it in my oats to kind of give it some more bulk and some more nutrition. You can toss it in with some like nuts and seeds and pl- like blend it up in the blender and make a sauce out of it. You can chop it up and add it to salads. You can eat it raw. You can eat it cooked. So I like to have zucchini on hand. I usually use, like I said, one of those a week. Garlic and onions. I don't really need to explain, but garlic and onions are my favorite. Um, I use them all the time. Always start a dish, usually sauteing garlic and onions. So have those on hand. And for onions, I usually get like a white um, onion, a yellow onion, and a red onion. And they'll last for a while. Just make sure they're not in like a super well-lit place. And I like, I, I use those for kind of different different things, but yeah, onions are crucial. (laughs) Same with garlic. I I like fresh garlic. Some people get the like minced garlic in a jar, but it just tastes weird to me. So I I get regular garlic and I have one of those garlic presses. So you don't even have to peel it and you just smash it in there and scrape it off with a knife. And it's, it's legit. Leafy greens, like dark leafy greens. So like spinach or kale or chard or something like that. I usually get spinach and kale every single week and I'll put them in my smoothies. I'll steam like a big batch of kale at the beginning of the week and add that to my meals as I go. You can make kale chips. Um, I love putting spinach in my smoothies. That's my main use for spinach. And then just like bowls, like oftentimes for dinner, I'll just have a bowl with like a legume, a grain, a leafy greens, some other vegetables and a sauce. So I love having dark leafy greens available. Plus they're just so good for you. Like so good for you. So they're, they're just so dense in nutrients. You can juice them so many options. So definitely get some dark leafy greens. If you don't like bitter, then I would get some spinach and then kind of work your way up to kale. Romaine. I like to have romaine as well. That's technically considered like a dark leafy green, although it just doesn't seem like it to me, but I love having kale on hand or romaine on hand for like burrito bowls and stuff like that. So I also like put it in my mac and cheese and kind of curry, anything to kind of like lighten up a dish a little bit. I just toss some chopped romaine and then any other seasonal produce that you are into that you like. If it's spring and you want asparagus or if you're into like hunting for morels, mm, 
I've, now I want some morel mushrooms and some asparagus. Um, it's springtime, so I'm stoked on that. But yeah, anything that's like seasonal and local, go to your farmer's markets and stock up and get what you like. Don't get things that you don't like because you won't eat them and then you're wasting your money and wasting food. So that's it for kind of like my staples for produce. Moving on to the fridge. So the first thing I have is plant milk. So this is something if you're just going vegan, you probably will want to buy unless you're just hyped on cooking everything and making everything from scratch. Then you might want to get some sort of plant milk or non-dairy milk, nut milk, seed milk, whatever you want to call it. There's so many different kinds like almond, cashew, coconut, hemp seed, flax seed, oat. Like literally you can get rice. Uh, rice. I mean, there's so many kinds of plant milk. So you might want to stock up on some of that. I usually just get the unsweetened kind so that I can use it in sweet or savory dishes. And if you're stoked on making your own, you can totally make your own at home too. Medjool dates. I always stock up on medjool dates. They're just like nice, juicy, delicious dates. You don't have to get medjool dates too. There's another kind that I can never remember how to pronounce them, but dates in general, I use those to make like little energy bites. I put them in my matcha lattes, in my smoothies. If I got home from the gym and I just need some like quick fuel or before the gym, you can just pop a date or two in your mouth. Super good. So dates are, you can make like date caramel with them just with like dates and water or dates and like coconut milk. There's so many options. So dates, I wasn't aware of dates until I like a couple of years into veganism. And now that's like my main source of sweeteners because it's like a whole food and not a refined sugar. So I like, I like yous and dates. Hummus, definitely want to buy some sort of hummus or if you want to make your own at home, that's just a good thing to have on hand. You can toss that in anything or dip stuff in it. Sauerkraut. I like having sauerkraut because it's a fermented food, which is really good for your gut health and... I just like eating it plain or putting it on bowls, but I just love sauerkraut. You can get kimchi as well, which is kind of similar. Miso. We always have miso on hand. We usually get red miso, which is pretty intense. Casey puts it on his toast in the morning, like a little thin layer of miso, and then puts some avocado on top. I use it in like sauces and dressings and stuff like that. And you can make miso soup out of it too. So it just comes like it's in the refrigerated section in little like tub usually, or you can buy it in bulk, which is preferable. Bring your own reusable container. Container Our co-op lets you do that. And then you just kind of scoop however much you want in. So um, I like having miso on hand. It gives things kind of like a salty, tangy flavor. And if you don't know what miso is, it's just fermented soybean paste. So it sounds kind of weird, but it's really, really, really good. If you'd have miso, if you've had miso soup before, then you've, then you know what it kind of tastes like. The next thing is veggie broth. I always buy the little like better than bouillon little like jars. And it's awesome because they're glass jars and you can reuse them. Like just clean them out, take the sticker off using oil. That's something that I found like olive oil or something like that gets to help, helps get that sticky stuff off of glass jars really well. And you just use like a teaspoon of it for every eight ounces of water, or every cup. And it lasts so much longer than getting like those aseptic non-recyclable containers of vegetable broth. So it's called better than bouillon. I'll leave a link, um, to the stuff that I use in the description or show notes. So check that out. If you haven't yet, they have like a vegan chicken and a vegan beef one too. I just usually get the vegetable one unless I'm making like something specific that I want, like the chicken flavored one for or whatever. So there's options just so you know. And then tofu. I always get tofu, um, sometimes two packs, sometimes one, sometimes I'll get a little bit of, um, tempeh as well. And that's not on the list because I just felt like it was 
not an introductory thing. I mean, it totally could be, but tempeh is pretty much like soybean, fermented soybean patties. So if it's like more textury, kind of like meaty, but tofu, you can make tofu scramble. You can cut it up into cubes and add them to stir fries. You can air fry them and make like little like chicken nuggets. There's so many uses for tofu. You can use silk and tofu in like smoothies for some extra like protein. There's so many things you can do with tofu. So if you've never had it, Again, it's just soybeans, um, like blended up soybeans and then that have been like compressed together. And it's like kind of this gelatinous rectangle. It sounds really weird, but I love tofu. So experiment with some tofu, check out some different recipes. And if you don't want tofu and you don't like it, then don't get it. But I have it on there because a lot of recipes will call for it. And that's, that's kind of what I want to make sure is that I'm giving you guys a list of things that were, if you opened a cookbook, you know, a vegan cookbook, which my last episode was about that. You're not like, what is this? Like, why didn't I know that I needed this? So this is kind of a baseline so that you could make most recipes, um, that you come across. So that's it for the fridge. Let's move on to the freezer. So some of my staples are frozen bananas, which I just freeze myself. I always have frozen bananas on hand. Always, always, always. Cause sometimes late at night, I'm like, I want ice cream. And then I'm like, oh, I can just blend up some frozen bananas and some peanut butter and some cacao powder and have chocolate peanut butter ice cream. That's actually good for you and so delicious. It's like gelato almost. So good. And then frozen fruits usually have frozen berries or frozen pineapple or mango, any kind of frozen fruit for um, smoothies or ice cream. Or you can take frozen berries and put them on the stove and just kind of like stew them up and top pancakes with that and add a little chia seeds in there and you have like a little like homemade jelly that doesn't have any sugar or anything. Mm. And frozen fruit and frozen vegetables are oftentimes a little bit cheaper than your fresh, especially yeah, like berries and stuff like that. And yeah, they're usually in a plastic bag, which is not ideal. But if you're on a budget and you're really wanting to get the health benefits of berries and you can't afford like those little clamshell things of berries, which are oftentimes really expensive, then frozen is a really, really good option. And then the last thing I have in the freezer category is like meat substitutes. This is good to have on hand, just like some vegan burgers some vegan chicken nuggets, chicken tenders or, you know, grilled chicken anything like that. Just so if you're in a hurry and you're wanting something like that, or if you have friends over or having a family member come over or whatever, you, you have some options that way. And again, if you don't, if you don't want to eat that way, then don't. But when I first went vegan, I really just had these on hand and I still do. I have like the beefless crumbles in the fridge right now for like tacos or just kind of on those days where you just need a little bit something quick or just you want to treat yourself because they're not the best for you. They're definitely better for you than animal products. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that when you're first going vegan, having some meat substitutes, some like animal meat, some dead corpse substitutes, which is so gross that people eat that. I, it's still so weird to me that people eat like the dead body parts of animals that like really wanted to be alive. Like it still is confusing to me, but I did it for so long too. So I, I get it. Okay. Moving on to the pantry. And this list is a little bit longer. I'm not going to like, I don't want to, I don't want to spend way too long talking about each of these things. And I feel like I'm already going into depth, but I feel like this stuff is helpful. Like I just, this is the stuff that I really wish I would have had when I first went vegan. Like someone to go through their grocery list and tell me like why this is on the list. Cause someone could hand this to me and I could be like, I don't know what miso is or why I need it. So Hopefully you guys think this is helpful. Okay, so the first thing on my pantry list, and most of these pantry items, or a lot of these pantry items, um, 
at least the obvious ones, I try to buy in bulk when possible. That is super, super important to me. Um, bring your own reusable containers if you can. Buy in bulk. That way you're reducing your plastic. Um, with the produce, another tip I have is like, don't even put the produce in a bag. Like, why do you have to put your broccoli crowns in a bag? I just put them right into my cart. Like apples. Why are people putting apples in a plastic bag? I just pop them in my cart or in my basket and then just skip the bag altogether. So I'm really trying to reduce my, my plastic consumption and my waste output and everything. So little tips here and there on that stuff. Okay. So the, the first thing on my pantry list is rice. And I just like to have brown rice on hand, usually a short grain brown rice and a long grain brown rice. And I'll use short grain brown rice for like sushi and then long grain brown rice for anything else. Oh, and I usually have brown basmati rice too, because I like to make like curries and stuff like that. And that brown basmati is just super good. So get any kind of like rice that you like. If you like white rice and you are just transitioning to eating healthy, then go with white rice, whatever floats your boat. But brown is definitely a little bit healthier option. It's going to last stick with you a little bit longer. Your blood sugar isn't going to spike as much. So if you like brown rice, then definitely get some of that. Chickpea flour. This one might be a little bit more difficult to find than some of this other stuff. We have to go to our co-op to get it or to like an international Indian market or something like that. But Casey uses chickpea flour almost every day to make like little vegan omelets. They're called sokas. It's like chickpea flour and water and seasonings. And it makes this amazing like pancakey omelet thing. And he adds a bunch of veggies to it and stuff like that. So chickpea flour is awesome. Casey uses it all the time. Quinoa, another kind of grain, although it's technically a seed. I Some people have a hard time digesting quinoa, so keep that in mind, but I like having it on hand just in case a recipe calls for it or if I want to switch it up from rice, but I'm usually eating rice if I'm eating something like that. So but you can play around with it and find out what you like. The next thing I have is vital wheat gluten. If you're gluten intolerant or if you have celiacs, then don't get this. It's literally just straight gluten, but it's perfect for making like at-home like vegan meat substitutes. And it's so easy. You can just make like lunch meat. You can make chicken nuggets. It pretty much, you'd combine it with like water and seasonings and make like a dough out of it. And then you can bake it or boil it. There's so many options. It's called seitan, S-E-I-T-A-N. And you need vital wheat gluten to make it. So I have that on the list just in case someone, you know, stumbles into a recipe and they're like, what? I want to make this. Why didn't Kristen tell me I need vital wheat gluten? But again, if you're gluten intolerant, do not get this. You will not feel good at all. And you can also, I think... Even some bread recipes call for this to kind of give it more of like a chewier texture. So I have this on hand. I hardly ever use it, but something good to have on hand, I think. The next thing I have on the list is brown rice pasta. You can use, you know, you can get whole wheat pasta if you'd like. I have a couple friends who are gluten-free, so I usually try to avoid that just in case they're going to like eat what I'm eating or we're going to take it to a party or whatever. Um, and I also have just noticed that I feel better when I don't eat gluten. Like I just, it's not like super noticeable. Like I could literally eat a whole pizza and not be like feeling awful. Um, but I just feel better, like a little lighter, a little more clear minded and healthier, I guess, overall when I don't eat gluten. So I try to get brown rice pasta and I just get this in bulk and there's like penne, there's spaghetti noodles. There's all kinds of brown rice pasta. So look for that if you're trying to like look, find something a little bit healthier than maybe wheat pasta or if you just want to try it out. But some sort of pasta in general, I think is good to have on hand. Try to get whole wheat if you can more than just the white pasta. Oats. Oh my God, I use oats all the time. I have oatmeal probably every day or I put them in my smoothies or make overnight oats, put them in my little like energy balls, aka bliss balls, oats. 
where it's at. You can get steel cut if you want like more of a hearty hole. Um, you can get like quick, quick cook, depending on your needs, have oats on hand. They come in handy a lot. And then cashews. Cashews are like this vegan, like savior item that just, I didn't even know like the magic of cashews before I went vegan. You can make the creamiest sauces like Alfredo's, dressings like vegan ranch, vegan Caesar. Oh, mm. cashew. Oh, I like cashew milk. You don't even have to strain. And I just get raw cashews. All this stuff that I'm mentioning, like the nuts and seeds, I, when I can just get them raw. If you want to toast them up, you can, but you're going to get more health benefits and nutrition out of them if they're raw. So I just get this stuff raw in bulk. So like raw cashew pieces, raw sunflower seeds. That's the next one. I usually just top my bowls with those or like oatmeal and stuff like that. Almonds. I just get raw almonds and I usually have on hand like whole raw almonds, some slivered raw almonds and some like raw almonds that are chopped up and I use them in all different ways. So kind of find again what you want and, and stock up stock up with those things. You don't have to get exactly what I'm getting. These are just kind of some ideas for you. Tahini. Tahini is the next thing. I have a whole video on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel about tahini. It's like, what is tahini and what is it used for? It's just ground up sesame seeds. So it's the paste of just ground up sesame seeds. That's it. I make sauces out of it. Like anytime I'm making a bowl for dinner, I usually, it's like a tahini based sauce. You can put it in your smoothies. You can... People add it to like desserts. There's like tahini chocolate bar desserts. But the main thing I use it for is hummus, homemade hummus. It's like a crucial ingredient in hummus. It tastes so good. And like sauces and dressings. So I like having it on hand. Good, healthy source of fat. And yeah, that was something, again, that I didn't really use before I went vegan. And now I use it all the time. So kind of along those same lines, sesame seeds. I like having just raw sesame seeds on hand. I'll add those kind of to anything as I want, sprinkle them on sushi or top a stir fry bowl or whatever with those. So I like having those on hand. And then same thing with flax seeds and chia seeds. Those are just such good sources of omega-3s. And I use chia seeds probably more than flax seeds. I use chia seeds to like thicken up my overnight oats. So even just that day, I don't even usually let them soak overnight. I'll just like put everything in a bowl, including the chia seeds and the oats and the milk and all that stuff. I have a recipe for that on my YouTube channel. Again, I'll link anything that I'm mentioning, anything that might be useful for you guys. So go check out the show notes. And in like a 15 minutes, it's like thickened up from the chia seeds. You can make flaxseed eggs, chia seed eggs. So you'll see flax seeds and chia seeds in a decent amount of recipes. So I would just get a little bit to have on hand and then see how you use them and refill, restock as needed. Dried beans. Dried beans. Yes. Oh man. If you have an instant pot and you're not cooking your beans from like scratch from dry, you should because you will save so much money and there it's just you're not using cans and it's just a better better pr- it's so much cheaper too like so much cheaper i also have canned beans as well that's on the list but i like having dried beans if i have time to make them in the instant pot it's so much faster than soaking them overnight and then cooking them on the stove which is totally doable but it's a lot cheaper so if you're on a budget definitely get some dried beans i usually have kidney beans pinto beans and black beans on hand in my little bulk section. Dried fruit, that's another thing to have on hand. I like having like dried coconut, dried mango, raisins, dates, I guess could fall into the dried fruit category. I think that's it that I usually have on hand. It's really good in summertime though, if you're or on a road trip or camping, it's a good source of energy. So any kind of dried fruit that you like, you can keep on hand. Uh, canned beans, like I said, I 
always have canned beans on hand in case I don't have time to cook the beans from scratch, which kind of happens a lot. I'm fairly busy and I know a lot of other people are and I'm really working towards not buying canned beans, but sometimes you just need some beans and need the nutrients and instead of not getting not eating them at all, you have the cans as a backup. So again, I kind of keep the same kind of beans in cans, garbanzo beans, black beans, pinto beans, and kidney beans. I don't know if I said garbanzo beans or chickpeas, chickpeas for dried beans, but I have those too. Perfect for making hummus out of, and it's so cheap to make your own hummus, especially if you use dried beans. But canned beans, awesome as well. I also have like canned diced tomatoes, canned crushed tomatoes, canned whole tomatoes, whatever you like to use, but I like to have those on hand for like chilies or curries or uh, marinara's, spaghetti, anything like that. So having those on hand, you'll find lots of recipes that, that call for diced tomatoes. So just having a couple cans of those on hand is helpful. And I usually use the like fire roasted organic. I think it's like that Muir brand, M-U-I-R brand. Um, but yeah, those are, those are where it's at. They're really, really flavorful and delicious. Canned coconut milk. I usually have light and regular. And then I have in the back of my like cabinet, like a coconut cream, which is like the solid coconut cream. I have a can of that, that I bought at Trader Joe's and I've never used, but I will probably use it someday as like a, to make like whipped cream or something. But I usually just have a can of light coconut milk and then regular coconut milk. And I'll use that just in curries. I think that's really pretty much the only time I use coconut milk is in curries. And I'll use the like full fat if I'm wanting like something really rich and decadent. Maybe it's the weekend or we're like taking it somewhere or something like that. But usually I'll just use the light coconut milk. It tastes similar and isn't as heavy and like doesn't make me feel as heavy pretty much. Salsa. I love Herdez, the brand Herdez Salsa. So I always have that on hand. But any kind of salsa that you like, it's good to keep on hand. You can like, you know, dip some chips in there if you have some of that, like tortilla chips, or I, what I like to do it is I just make burrito bowls, like all the time, like rice, beans, lettuce, corn, tomatoes, anything, and then salsa and avocado and nutritional yeast is kind of my like dressing. So I like having salsa on hand. I use it a lot. Peanut butter or almond butter, or you can get like peanut butter powder that you mix with water and it has a lot less fat. So those I use, oh man, I should, I use these way more than I should. I like love peanut butter and almond butter on toast, in smoothies, on a spoon, on my finger. I love peanut butter so much. There's so many, yeah, you all know about peanut butter. I don't need to ramble on about peanut butter. Um, I've been lately getting like a raw almond butter, which is just raw almonds ground up. And that is so good in smoothies. Mm, 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 mm. So good. Cocoa powder or cacao powder. I use those pretty much in smoothies to make like chocolate peanut butter smoothie or in like the little energy balls to make them like chocolate energy balls or whatever. So having some of that on hand, if you're making like brownies or any baked goods or cake or anything like that, if you bake, definitely want like cocoa powder or cacao powder on hand. Organic sugar. I have this on the list. I hardly ever use this, but you, if you're baking or anything like that, I just like to have it on hand and you want to make sure you're getting organic sugar because it is not going to be filtered through the bones of animals. So to get the sugar really, really white, what people do is they filter it through animal bone char and it refines the sugar and makes it really white, which is really unnecessary. It doesn't need to be white. So if you get organic sugar, it's not going to be filtered through animal bone char. So I have that on the list for people who use sugar in whatever way 
Some people do, some people don't. I have it on hand. Like when my mom's in town, she puts sugar in her coffee. So like I, for little things like that, it's nice to have, um, have it on hand. I use more so though maple syrup. So that's the next thing on the list is maple syrup. I use that as my sweetener, usually like in my oatmeal, if I'm not using dates or in my like tahini dressings, everything like that. I love, I love maple syrup. That's kind of my go-to sweetener if I am not using like dates or a date paste or something like that. And then my cat is eating food next to me. So if you hear noises of like a collar moving or of cat chomping down on food, that's what that is. Hot sauces is the next thing I have. I usually do like sriracha, Cholula, Tapatio. I think that's usually what I use. And then I always have the like chili garlic sriracha, like paste the thicker stuff in the jar with the bigger green lid in the fridge too. So find what hot sauces you like. I use those on everything. Whatever. If you don't like hot sauce, don't use it. But I put it on everything except for sweet dishes. But yeah, find the hot sauces you like that can just add some like flavor, breakfast tacos, tofu scramble, anything. So good. Nutritional yeast. I also have a video out on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel about nutritional yeast. Like what is it? What, how do I use it? So if you want more information about nutritional yeast, then go scope that out. But essentially it's just this yeast. It's not a live yeast. It's a deactivated yeast that tastes so like cheesy and earthy and nutty. So it's a really great substitute for cheese. So people will use it when they're making vegan cheese sauces or vegan cheese or vegan Parmesan. I put it on everything. (laughs) Literally kind of like hot sauce. It's like hot sauce and nooch on all my savory dishes. So good. So if you have never had nutritional yeast, aka nooch, then I get it in bulk. Um, It might seem kind of weird at first and some people don't like it. It can be something that you kind of like get used to and start liking. Some people love it right from the jump, but nutritional yeast is definitely on the list. You are going to find that in a lot of vegan recipes. So even if you're a little bit like wary about it, stock up on it, test it out, use it a little bit here and there, and you might grow to like it if you don't already love it like me. Nori sheets. That's the next thing I have on the list is just like either raw or toasted nori sheets, which is just seaweed sheets that you use to roll sushi. So I, we eat sushi like a couple times a month and I just have those on hand for if we want to like make some rice and have some avocado and just want to make some sushi rolls really quick. Kombu, that's also a like seaweed. And I like to have kombu on hand because I take like a little inch size strip of it and pop it in with my beans while they're cooking. And it really reduces any kind of like digestive issues that can come about. So if you are like bean, if you enjoy beans, but you have trouble, you know, like gas or bloating or anything like that, then try cooking them with a little piece of kombu and it can really, really help. So if you don't have those issues at all, you can cross kombu off the list because that's usually, that's typically what I use mine for. But I have it on there because a lot of people are like, I can't eat beans because of this. But yes, you can. You just have to maybe do some other things to them or cook them with something else like that to, to help you out because beans are so good for you. Like you gotta eat, yeah. Beans are, beans are where it's at. Spring roll wrappers. I like having brown rice spring roll wrappers on hand. You can use white rice if, if you want to as well, but I like the brown rice and then you just load them up. You, you know, get the little spring roll wrapper a little bit wet. So it's pliable, put anything you want in there, roll them up, dip them in like a peanut dipping sauce. Oh, so good. You can fry them in the air fryer too. Ugh. So I always have those on hand cause they just like last. And then anytime I have fresh veggies and want to make a sauce, it's like a good go-to summer meal. And the next thing I have on my list is olive oil and coconut oil. And I hardly ever use these, but sometimes I do. I'm not the biggest fan of oil. It just, 
it doesn't make me feel good. It's not very high in nutrients. It's super high in fat. It's just really concentrated fat source with all of the fiber and nutrients taken out of it, essentially. So I try to eat like whole olives or whole coconut instead of getting the nutrients through the oil because that just, it's just, it doesn't make me feel good when I eat oil. It just really doesn't. So I have them always. I always have olive oil and coconut oil on hand because sometimes I need coconut oil for baking or... I'm having friends over and I want to make my fries crispy, so I'll toss them in a little bit of olive oil. Or sometimes I'm making a recipe and it says it calls for olive oil and I don't know if I can take it out yet, so I'll try it with it. And then the next time I make it, I'll take it out. So if you're if you're not wanting to get oil, don't get it. But I like to have them on hand just in case. And you can get any other, I mean, sesame oil, peanut oil, and there's lots of different kinds. But those are the two that I usually have on hand. The next thing is Bragg's Liquid Aminos. I don't use this as much as I used to. I kind of now use coconut aminos and tamari or soy sauce instead. But having Bragg's Liquid Aminos on hand, it's really good in like um, tofu scrambles and just like like roasting veggies and a little bit of like Bragg's Liquid Aminos. It just has this like really like savory specific taste and you can get like spray bottles of it. You can get like the kind that you pour on a little bit or whatever. So uh, test that out if you've never had it before. You might really like the flavor of it. You can put it in sauces and dressings and all of that stuff. And the next thing I have on the list is tamari or soy sauce. I use tamari because, like I said, my friends don't eat gluten, some of them, and then I just feel better when I don't. So I use tamari, but it's pretty much the same thing as soy sauce. Tastes the exact same thing, same way. It just is gluten-free. And then the next thing I have is apple cider vinegar. Oh, I should mention, like I did, like I said, that I do use coconut aminos quite a bit now. So, I mean, those are all kind of in the same category. So find what you like or keep all of them on hand, but you'll find those in recipes here and there. So I like to stock them, stock them up. I like to stock up on them and use them as needed and just keep them in my like spice cabinet or whatever. The next thing I have on the list is apple cider vinegar or ACV. I use this a lot too in sauces, in dressings. I actually use it on my face as like a toner mixed with water and it has helped clear up my skin a lot. Uh, I've, I have like really shitty issues with hormonal acne on my chin and it started like in adulthood and it's really fucking annoying and apple cider vinegar mixed with water as a toner on my face after I wash it has really helped. I started doing that like a couple weeks ago and I've noticed a really big difference but in the kitchen I use it in like sauces and dressings mostly and then liquid smoke I have this on the list because I use this to make like carrot dogs or anything that you're wanting to taste like smoky so I'll use this to like marinate tofu or tempeh sometimes or to like toss like a little bit with some vegetables um, with some maple syrup and some other spices and seasonings. It just gives it this like smoky, almost meaty taste, which some people might not like. I kind of like it. And I mostly use mine in like my carrot dog recipe. Sometimes I make this like smoky tahini dressing and I'll put it in there too. So like barbecue sauce, all that kind of stuff. I like having it on hand. You use like a quarter teaspoon at a time. So it might, I don't think it's super expensive, but it's kind of a small jar, but you don't use a lot at a time. So having that on hand is nice. And then the last thing I have on the list is spices and herbs. And I wasn't going to sit here and go through every single one I have. If you guys want me to do an episode like on all of the spices and herbs that I have and what I use them for, then let me know. Maybe I will. But find the spices and herbs that you like. What 
I would recommend maybe doing is going through some recipes if you're brand new to the vegan thing um, or if you're wanting to stock up your pantry with some new stuff so you have options is just go through some cookbooks like check out some cookbooks from the library go through the ones you have and find some recipes and look at the spices and seasonings they use if there's things that you don't have add them to your list and kind of slowly stock up your spice cabinet that way. I have a ton now, pretty much like anything in any recipe I have, which is why I don't really know if I need to go through them with you guys. But spices and herbs are really important to just flavor your food and give it, yeah, they're really important. So I mean, I use I use them every day. Onion powder, garlic powder, cinnamon, turmeric, basil, par- I, yeah, all that stuff. Get it, love it, use it. It's amazing. All right. So that's, that's the list. That is the kind of my staple list. And yeah, there's definitely some things that I could add or take off depending on the season or what kind of mood I'm in for. But those are really the things that I usually buy at the store weekly or every other week or as I need to, as I, as I need to stock up on them. So I just, I thought this episode would be helpful. And like I said, it, you guys keep asking for it. People keep messaging me like, hey, can you do an episode about what you stock in your pantry? So here it is for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys liked it. Again, make it your own. Add to it. Take stuff off of it. Let it grow with you as you grow and just just make it your own. Don't feel like this is everything you have to get. And if you don't get everything, you're not doing it right. Veganism isn't like that. Life isn't like that. So make it your own. And if you want this exact list that I just read to you, then go to my website or go to the the description or show notes for this episode and click on the link and you can download it and print it or keep it on your device. It's completely free. And I made it for you guys so that you can have a little grocery list if you want it, because I'm the kind of person that likes to print things out and have them like tangibly hold them. So if you're that kind of a person, then do that. Or if you just want to yeah, have it on your phone or your tablet or your computer or whatever, then you can go get the whole list and use it however you'd like. So again, if you're not subscribed to the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel, then head on over to How to Vegan podcast on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. Leave me a little comment on this video so that I know that you're watching. I love those of you that watch these weird ass unedited videos. And again, if you want like higher quality audio, it's available. I always in the pinned comment on YouTube have like where to find the audio elsewhere. It's like edited nicely and the quality is definitely better than on the video. So if you like the video, sweet. If you don't, then there are other options. And make sure you go follow How to Vegan Podcast on Instagram, take little screenshots, share this podcast, tell your people, let's get the word out there. Like I said, that ripple effect is super, super real. And go leave a rating and review on iTunes if you haven't yet. It like really helps push the podcast up. It makes it more noticeable. I would love for someday to be on that like main page of like noteworthy podcasts or like popular podcasts. So I know it's a vegan podcast. Not very many people are vegan, but share this episode so that it helps more people see it. And the next episode, like I said, should be called What's the Deal with Eggs? That's That should be the next episode coming out. So if, unless some shit goes down and I'm just too busy to do all the research, then that's the next episode. So get excited for that. Make sure you're following and subscribed and all that stuff so you don't miss it. And if you have any ideas for an episode, go leave a comment on one of the YouTube videos or come find me on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs any of the options. You can connect with me lots of different places. I have links um, in the description or in the show notes or on my website to find me everywhere. 
I'm on all of the platforms pretty much. So come find me. And if you have an idea for an episode, I want to know because I like helping you guys out. Just like I said, that what's the deal with eggs episode was highly requested by somebody. So I'm going to do it for her and for everybody else because I think it's an awesome episode idea. And and like I said, all of the links to everything I kind of mentioned or talked about are going to be in the show notes or the description or over at kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. Click on this specific episode and you'll find every single thing that you need there. And if you don't, then hit me up and I'll help you out. Thanks again for tuning in, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a fun one to put together for you guys and I think it was super helpful. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll just catch you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan Podcast. Peace out.